I'm thinking, you know, like Chief Stoke Officer. <laughs> Ooh, there you go. I kind of like that one. Yeah. I don't know, Nikki, what would you make? Uh, like Fun Police. I mean, no, <laughs> fun police. That's no, that's, I meant that in a positive way. That I'm, well, the opposite fun of a enforcer? fun police. Yeah, yeah, fun police sounds like yo, you're policing. Hey, the there's fun. something wrong with you, policeman. <laughs> yeah. listeners to another episode of go be wyoming i'm your host aaron gray and i've got zach gale joining me today and now we're up on the mountains here in the bighorns and we are joined with executive director john curlin and development uh coordinator is that right nikki yeah. and how do you say your last name um you lug i think of it U-lug. like a you lock okay it's okay though i don't expect people to say it right <laughs> over um, it they've got us set up in the shred and butter shack which i think is awesome yes um and uh, the snow is coming down. This is kind of the soft opening for Antelope Butte. And uh, guys, thanks for letting us come by and steal you for a couple minutes. Um, and uh, then we'll all go enjoy the the runs a little bit. Awesome. So. Thanks for having us. This is going to be fun. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about Antelope Butte. Um, Antelope Butte is a little is a recreational area up here. Um, just opened for the second year now. So this is our, our second Full opening with all three lifts. Um, we actually, this is our third operating season. Our first one was eight, the season of 2018-2019, and we operated just um, for every weekend except for closing weekend. We offered just our park lift and then our okay. um, carpet lift. And so we only had about 10% of the mountain open the entire time. Then we, on our closing weekend, we finally had our, our summit lift refurbished past the, the testing and we were able to have a, a grand closing in 2019. And we opened the summit lift for the first time to public since 2004. Uh, and then, yeah, last year we were able to open up 90% of the mountain with some of the trails. We did a lot of work over the summer to clear up some of the trails and overgrowth that had happened um, and get all three lifts running and turning like a, you know, a switch watch. That's awesome. Rocking and rolling. Yep. Yeah. No, we got up here just a little bit after nine and there was already, the crew was already looked like getting ready and there were already people here getting dressed up, ready to go. So yeah, um, the community loves it. Uh, we, I was just telling Nikki and John that, I think my parents took me up here when I was super little, so that would have been like 15 years ago. Oh, man. I haven't been up since, so it's really kind of like nostalgic of like it's back open and we can come back do this yeah. stuff. So I'm trying uh, to imagine you as super little. <laughs> Mini. I was, I was tiny and I was uh, not very athletic, so like when, we, when, they, when my parents took me to ski, like I hated it. I was like, oh, man. Sucks. I was like, I'm done. And then, of course, the antelope ski, you know, it wasn't open. And yeah. so when I was growing up, it's like – you know, we didn't ever go back. And so now it's like, I'm coming back to see if I'm uh, any more athletic or not. Yeah. <laughs> There's hope. Yeah. Yes. We'll see. We'll find out. Uh, but, uh, so how long have you guys, um, been with Antelope Butte? Cause it is a nonprofit. So there was a, there was a couple years of, you know, getting the community back together of like, yeah, let's try and open this thing back up. Correct. So I've been with the organization now. Uh, I started in October of 2017. So this is, I've just hit my um, third year with the organization. And the, the foundation started in 2011, officially on paper. And so since then, we've been just 
growing, you know, doing a lot of the due diligence needed to, you know, form a nonprofit foundation and organization and a lot of fundraising and planning to see what it looks like to um, acquire the ski area in itself. You know, in 2011, just because the foundation was formed, didn't mean that, oh, we have this gear we had to fundraise to buy the mm-hmm. the assets from the forest service and so we didn't actually get those assets until 2016 um and so if the foundation had two um executive directors um prior to me they were kind of part-time then moved into a full-time position in march of 2015 and but then, even then it was yeah. just one staff member yeah it's just one right. staff member and uh, a volunteer board and then a bunch of volunteers and community members just really putting this thing together with um, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, and it because it was um, isn't it Whites? Is that who's yeah? Mark, Mark White's, White's Mark uh, was White's, one of our founding um, directors. Josh Law was also one of the yeah. Mm-hmm. And first. I remember running into him and like, hey, you know, when's the Antelope Butte gonna be open? They're kind of like, well, we, there's a lot that needs to be done. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we're glad that you guys are in your second full operating, you know, year. Yeah. Um, what do you guys offer? Because for some people, they might not know, you know, following you guys on social media, even though this is the soft opening today and then the, you know, next uh, next week will be an opening. You guys have already had some groups, um, some other maybe nonprofit groups come through. Kind of speak on that a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we try to do as much as we can and but try to not do too much. <laughs> that's for sure. Um, this winter, we got a bunch of programs. We got our signature first chair program um, for never ever skiers and it's a five week program Um, it's really just like an amazing thing and it's been cool to see other people in the community uh, has talked to like a board of realtors and they're sponsoring 10 kids to go do it like they're signing 10 kids up and paying for it Um, and so just seeing other organizations take part we also have like second chair which is for kids that already have a little bit of experience we have our introduction to snow sports PE program Um, all of these things are generally starting like next week with the school stuff starting in January but we have good relationships with like the outdoor clubs like the Sheridan High School Outdoor Club Tongue River High School Outdoor Club Last Friday, we took a group of uh, kids from the Tongue River High School Outdoor Club fat biking, and it was just like an absolute blast. Like, they would not get off the bikes. Like, they didn't get off them. (laughs) They were like pulling them away, saying, We got to leave. The bus has got to leave. Someone has piano lessons. Um, But just, it's been really cool to see so many different organizations. And even from last year to this year, last year we did a lot with TRVCC. And this year we're going to continue to do stuff with them on Friday. But then on Saturday, we're doing stuff with Kids Life. We're doing stuff with the YMCA. On Monday, we're doing stuff with Wildflower School. Um, Just building more partnerships and getting more people involved because they want to take advantage of this magical place wonderful zach do you have any questions no that's that's great um you know i growing up i i didn't ski much because you know this wasn't really offered um yeah you know the first time i went skiing was probably in high school and we went to uh Mm -hmm. uh, up above buffalo yeah over at metal arc yeah um but definitely i think having this here we would have definitely done it you know my dad grew up uh going skiing up here and so um, I'm sure if this was available, 
uh, we'd have been up here every weekend, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's, you know, it was a bummer uh, from all the, the stories I've heard. That's kind of the biggest thing that I, my takeaway when I started the position is all the, the lives it truly affected when the place closed down. And they're just the stories from people that grew up here, even from growing up and some of the, the original um, founders back from the 60s when Antelope Butte first moved up here. And so it, it, it just, yeah, it, it really kind of shocked the community that what we, where do we go now? And so since then, you, you know, you have a whole generation of kids that can now drive cars that never had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so um, bringing it back, it's, it's been super great to see the, the support that the community's been for this. Like, and, you know, the, like I said, we're here at a soft opening and our, our parking lot's filling up. Yep. <laughs> and probably going to as the day goes on. Yeah. And even just thinking about the number of people that want to get involved today is also a really big day for us because we're doing some snow sports training. So we have snowboard instructors and ski instructors that we're training today um, just as kind of like a prep class to get certified. And... I think today we have like 30 instructors getting trained. So like just seeing that growth, even from last year when we had 21 instructors by the end of the season certified. And here we are with, we're not even open yet. And we got 30 out there today on the slopes. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. So that, that's, that's the biggest thing. And it goes kind of back to our, our mission, which is to provide affordable and accessible year-round mountain recreation, training, and educational opportunities with a focus on youth and beginners. And so that big piece is that, you know, that education and that training with that focus on those youth and beginners. Um, that was the reason when we opened the the first season we just had the the carpet lift and the park lift we made that decision we thought well do we wait until we have the summit lift because a lot of people oh they're not going to go up there and just make 200 laps on the park lift i was like well our mission is those youth and beginners Mm -hmm. so let's open and get them and we've got to build that this new culture from ground up you know from the kids that are never evers because that's the majority of our, our user group right now are those never ever. So for this thing to really take off and become a sustainable operation, it, we got to build that culture from ground zero. And so um, building our snow sports program and those getting those instructors, getting everybody on the same page, you know, we brought in the professionals, um, Ski Instructors Association, which is PSIA, as well as the American um, Association of Snowboard Instructors. They're the the, um, the industry standard. And so using them as our base, because um, then the language and the terminology is the same. Right. Everybody's speaking the same thing. And then you might have some, some one might have a couple other tips or things that kind of a little, uh, a little bit more personalized. Yep. But getting, you know, a consistent product and service to the community so everybody can truly enjoy it. Yeah, that's wonderful. I do, uh, oh, I had a question and I lost it. Shoot. Oh, I, I also just kind of wanted to add, like, like obviously, like, lessons and programs are, like, a big part, but also just, like, the people that want to come up here and enjoy it is also, like, a big part of Absolutely. our user group. Right. Um, and it's cool that we're able to educate those that want lessons and want programs as well as educate those that want to teach those lessons and programs. Right. Mm-hmm. Kind of pass it along. Yeah. yeah. Teach the teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Um, well... You know, it would go be it'd be uh, without saying it's 2020. So we got to ask you guys how this year has been different from other years. But it's kind of weird because you guys uh, were you guys able to finish out your season last year or what kind of how so through the year? Yeah, last year it was just kind of, you know, as 
the pandemic really kind of started hitting the the nation it we started living kind of week to week to day by day to like hour by hour what's going to happen mm-hmm. um and so we ended up closing a few weeks you know we had 11 more scheduled operating days and so we we ended up shutting down um all the other areas in the region were doing the same thing because it was just an unknown. Right, we and it was the know. responsible thing to do yeah. at the time. Yep. Um, so we we shut down. It was we had a good season already. We exceeded our uh, you know our forecasted numbers, so we had a good season. Wonderful. And so we weren't just like panicked on how are we going to get through, um, but you know still lost. 11 days of operating revenue yeah, so that you know that was a, a hurt there um but we were able to then go into the the spring and the summer and start rethinking events um the governor's um orders for our large events for outdoor events the capacity was cut down to 250 people which was about a third of what our normal summer events um attendance was right but None of the expenses would go away, but a third of the we would be you know two thirds of the revenue went away, and we just well we can't we can't do that. Right. Um. We'd be operating in the red the entire summer, and that just you know for a nonprofit that's just not feasible at all. And so, literally overnight, overnight made a new plan like we, yeah. governor's order on like right before June first, and then June first we sent out our newsletter with our entire new summer event schedule going from a couple of big events to four smaller events just mm-hmm. to keep things low key and still provide something for people to enjoy outside yeah. so yeah we were able to basically take the budget that we had do for four um, two larger events streamlined cut some things out that we that were just kind of more amenity based and stuff and then ran four smaller events with um venue capacities right and they ended up being our most successful summer of all time so it was, it was actually a good um change yeah. and so that that's you know 2020 has been a struggle for some people but it's actually been a great year for us yeah. um because we it's allowed us to really th- refine some of our processes and really um look at better ways to operate yeah and then so coming off of a great summer um our fundraising is starting to ramp back up and don't get us wrong like back in the spring like every organization was just given to covid like yeah. we didn't really stand a chance to get any of the money we needed for the lodge mm-hmm. yeah right. so a lot of the big you know capital um philanthropy out there just stopped right and because it was all going to covid relief mm-hmm. and to help you know nonprofits that are how are they going to stay afloat but like i said we we've did better than our forecasted numbers so we we had a cushion there so we were able to operate sustainably and so we we weren't applying for big relief funds for specifically for you know like to keep people on payroll um but then you know the market kind of changed so um capital philanthropy is kind of coming back and so we've been we've now built some really good uh, momentum but with covid there's also delays and contractors and materials and then with the the uncertainty of what indoor operations was going to look like we haven't been in the lodge yet so let's just not try and rush it during and a pandemic, go, <laughs> <during> a pandemic <laughs> yep. and see you know let's just hold off and 
but we we're actually offering more than we were able to offer last year. We've added a, a larger event tent that we're going to have some heaters in and for some outdoor space. People have already been tailgating up here, so we're encouraging that more. People are... Yeah. <laughs> People are loving the heated restrooms. I've heard like five comments today of like, oh, that's amazing. I can wash my hands. <laughs> so, yeah, that, I mean... Because we're not in the lodge, I don't have running water in there. I don't have those amenities. So we've been on porta potties the last two seasons, sure. and but relying on people to bring up their kind of their own sanitizing wipes and things like that. Now in a pandemic, it's like we can't just rely on that. Right. Um, so what could we do? And we actually had a you know a walk-in cooler that's been sitting here and some leftover insulation and building materials from the lodge. So like we let's just build a temporary structure. We can now put our porta potties in there, but I can run heat to it and hand washing stations, and it, it's just been great. And to see and, you know I'm watching people already go in and out, and they're just loving it. Yep. And it's like you know <laughs> that's great. We have so we have you know. A third more space than we were able to offer last year. We're actually operating our tickets more efficiently out of its own location instead of out of our rental shop. So our lines in the morning, our congestion that was down at the rental shop is going away. Right. Um, so that's a bonus. We've got heated toilets. I mean, come on. We're actually operating well. And, you know, ticket sales and revenue um, from season passes, they're up 50% than where they were last year. Yeah. So, like, 2020 has been great. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been a great opportunity for us to, like, kind of build our community of supporters. Like, yep. even in the – we were just looking at some numbers the other day, and it's like, well, in the last six months, like, we got 109 new donors, and we're having this many more season pass sales. People are investing in us and believe in us and trust us with, you know, completing our mission and just growing a good good support base. Yeah. One thing I was going to mention, you guys were talking about the summer and, and um, you know, a lot of things I'm hearing from successful businesses from this year is adapting. You know, yes. You, everyone's in the same situation. So you got to look at look at how you guys are and adapt and change. And um, but it is it is wonderful to hear that a nonprofit in the area is seeing, you know, the support from the community. And you guys are, you know, like you said, having a really good year you know it's yeah. um which is i think that speaks to people wanting to come do the classes and you know mm -hmm. the, the community members but uh also you mentioned you know change sometimes you know you might look at like oh well maybe uh this was a good thing that we had to yeah. with these ideas because for you know whatever reason you know sometimes well, i feel like I've, even since being formed all antelope butte has done is adapt to change yeah, and right. be flexible and go with the flow and just you know mm -hmm. take it as it comes and make the right decision on the spot and yeah. Yeah. I mean, things, things are going to happen that are going to be unforeseeable yep. that if, if you just get stuck in a rut and you go, well, we can't do it anymore, then you're, you're going to be stuck and you're going to be hurting, but, mm -hmm. um, it's all adaptability. Be okay. It's that, yeah, just don't take the stress home. I try and tell myself that every single day, but things are going to be okay. Um, and being able to adapt, it's, you know, it's like surfing. If you try and, ride the wave after you've read the break you're not going to make it up but if you read the wave and get ahead of it now you're going to get up yep. i i learned that the hard way my first time trying to surf <laughs> i fell over i grew up skateboarding and snowboarding and doing thought oh i'm going to walk right onto this no uh, terrible <laughs> terrible and you gotta you gotta learn how to to see the wave coming before 
you actually try and get on it. There's Otherwise, you're too ski late. Analogy too out there. Some yeah. Ski analogy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a, you know you you anticipate you know you look for the bumps ahead of you and you anticipate those things and you plan ahead and you you attack them. You know, if, taking the ski analogy, attacking. Don't sit in the back seat. That's how you blow up your your knees. Get forward and attack it because mm-hmm. you're you're going to engage so much more of your strengths and you know coming your background with um, fitness and things. I get to engage those quads and those all those stabilizer muscles if i drop those knees and get forward yep. if i'm sitting back everything's going back on my tendons yep. <laughs> and i'm going to blow up yep <laughs> that was great no that that doesn't just go for skiing or the the sports i think that goes for anyone in business anyone running an organization i think if you're stagnant and just like ah well we're we can't do something that we used to do it's like well you got to change like you know every, everyone's sitting in the same situation so that goes for anyone out there like you got to learn you know that you got to fail a couple times and, and you got to look at it like, well, what did I do wrong there? You know, I got to, got to adapt and, uh, and, and you know, mm-hmm. like uh, John said, attack it. I love it. Uh, well, let's talk about that. You, uh, mm-hmm. I heard you a couple days ago last year, you got to miss the season or you, yeah. you know, you didn't, I wouldn't say got to. Yeah. I, I was so an, stoked to yeah. miss the season. It was, yeah, it you was had, great. <laughs> you had an injury and you're coming back to that. So have you uh, taken a couple runs? Already? Yeah. So I took, I'm now on my kind of third day um, where I've been back since last season, early season in November 5th. I, I did exactly that. I blew up. I I tore my ACL, small tear in my meniscus, and boom, season's done. Yep. And which it was one of those things that I could go, well, how am I going to do everything? Because I was so used to being a one-man show for a couple of years and just kind of doing everything, but that I had to adapt and force myself. I was like, well, I here's the part that I uh, get good at the desk and build a team and build some staff that are willing to take on some roles and, you know, and let them do it. And it's, it's been great. Cause now we have, like we said, we have 30 snow sports instructors out here when before that I was the one. Yep. And so <laughs> it's, it's been great to see that, but yeah, I took some runs yesterday, checking some of the grooming. Oh, and it felt so good. Yeah. It felt so good. And I had to think of my, my first run I did up here before we got to some of the, the grooming. We had some drifting and things, and I did exactly what I was thinking about. I, I was cautious, and I was kind of like, oh, how does this feel? I'm wearing a brace on it just to be safe. I don't want to just go gung-ho and blow up again. Um, but I get my skis on some drifts or some sections, and the – initial reaction is backseat lean back get timid and try and slow down and do that and but then as soon as i did that i felt that pressure on that knee and my joints and go oh and i've never really noticed that until then how important it was to get a forward and truly engage those big muscle groups and so I was like, okay, I got, I got to work on this. I'm not going to do it until I've got some good grooming up here. And we get there. I went last weekend to Big Sky um, for instructor training and did kind of same thing. I stuck to the greens and some of the blues and just really thought about that position. And okay, let's not go too hard. Yep. I didn't do all my sessions. I just like, you know, I'm not going to do eight full eight hours of skiing for four straight days. I, no, no, let's not get yep. there. But things are feeling good. And my my first run yesterday down Sue's Moose, I was able to just do the whole run top to bottom. Usually first time I do that, like halfway through the quads are just burning. You're oh, like, yeah. oh God. <laughs> nope. 
And so Perfect. I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Zach, uh, jump on the, I think Sue, yeah. Sue's Moose there, uh, ask him about the, you know, the runs and naming the runs. Yeah. Well, so we rented our uh, skis from Adventure Sports downtown. Yeah. Um, and they've got a big poster of the, the runs that you guys got. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you about that, just how much work went into that and planning, you know, were those, my impression was that there weren't that many runs before. So were you guys making runs or uh, just kind of? We didn't create any new runs. Okay, okay. And so, um, yeah, Nikki, you can. Yeah, I mean, well, I don't know about the physical runs, but I can talk about the fundraising of it yeah, a bit. I, when I kind of started, there was already like a trail map and it was like, okay, these are the runs we got. And some are like little runs and some go all the way down the mountain. And there's just like a whole array of levels and difficulty and um, how long they are and where they're located. And so the idea was like, well, like, let's give people an opportunity to leave their mark on the mountain and contribute. And it was cool to see so many people contributing that, like, it's those people that were here 20 years ago and their families used to come up all the time. And it's like a very meaningful place for them and they want to be a part of it. Um, so we've now we have 28 runs. Um, two of those are connectors um, and we have four left to be named. And it's been cool to see the stories and connect with some of these donors like. I know, like Sandy Souser, she named a run after like an old country western song. Um, and then some have been named after loved ones that passed away that were heavily involved, whether they were on ski patrol up here or just a big part of their family. Some have been some of the folks that have cabins up here. Um, just some cool stories and history. And I mean, we're excited. We got these these uh, signs with people's trail names on them and we're going to put them up this winter and people be able to ski down their run. And oh, uh, yeah, just yeah, being a part of the mountain. Yeah. Just kind of a, a way to leave a, a lasting legacy yeah. as we grow it. And, you know, the funds, they, they've been used for the, the capital project and, but what a, a great way to see it. Um, and what we started seeing was more uh, like some of these families or groups coming, kind of coming together collectively to um, to sponsor a run, and a lot of them being some of these memorials, like Sue's Moose, for example, is after um, Susan Scott. Yep. Um, and then Papa's Paradise for Andy Smith, Heaven's Door for um, the Door family is as a family of three brothers, and there it was for their parents. Sure. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. it, it's it's cool to see. Yeah. And again, a lot of these for the, the stories from the community that for so long were a part of it and they were up here all the time. And so now they're at a place where they they want to kind of give back to the community to leave that lasting legacy because of the memories that they had up here. Right. Yeah. We also have people that have done similar things with the lodge. We have lodge legacies as well. So people can name the bar or the fireplace or the dining room or ski patrol, just having these people that are involved in these different parts and feel a part of our community and are choosing to partner with us is pretty cool. Yeah. And how could, uh, kind of more get to the end here, Zach, how, how can people reach out to you guys? How can, how is that, uh, how has that conversation started as if a family does want to, uh, um, know what the options are yeah so i mean even anything from like an email or a phone call to just kind of talk about like okay what's available what are you looking for like what are your interests and it's cool to talk to some of these people and they they call our office a bunch we have an office phone number in sheridan um we also john and i both love emails <laughs> yeah we get a lot and it, so it's kind of funny um 
we're a small but mighty staff. Um, <laughs> Nikki and I um, manage most of everything and from the office and Sheridan. We've got some mountain folks that are up here, Lou, who runs things throughout year round, maintenance, maintenance and stuff. Sure. But it's not like we've got 20 people and a receptionist and things. So there's four. There, yeah, we got we got four full timers really. And up here, there's maybe a phone that you can get to, and maybe emails that you can get to. But the um, best way yeah. truly is calling the office phone number. We get messages. Every message we listen to, we'll call you back if we're not there. I mean, that's the other yeah. hard part is like we don't have someone that's there every day nine to five because like mm -hmm. we're going out and doing stuff, and it's we're going out and meeting with You're people. Here. Or yeah, yeah, we're up we're here, here too. <laughs> I, I literally just put a a kind of a vacation responder autoresponder on my email now that we're in operating season just to say I'm on the mountain or I'm running around. Sorry, I'm not responding within the hour. Yep. I'll get to it when I can. But yeah, it's yeah. kind of fun. And people are pretty understanding. Yeah. Oh, they know for sure. And they're I mean, they're just appreciative that mm -hmm. I mean we do take the time to get back to them and talk to them and we want to work with them we want to get people involved and absolutely yeah we're happy to do it yeah mm -hmm. um Zach do you have anything I have kind of some funny questions left <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. okay bloopers um, yeah um so we're kind of beginners we going for like the the big one what's the recommendation hey me too man <laughs> so as a beginner you know I would start off Hop on the carpet and people, you know, you can be an adult and get on the carpet and don't take any pride out of that because there's zero pride in a helicopter ride. Um, so Ooh, that rhyme, that was good. yeah, I, I just thought of that <laughs> coining that. Yeah. That's our new ski patrol motto, <laughs> but hop on the carpet and fill it out. Make a couple of turns, link them together. Get yourself loosened up like you would for a workout because you're using your muscle groups and you got to be engaged. Stopping and controlling your momentum is the most important thing on the mountain. And so that's what we do with our instructors is making sure that they know how to do that. Then get on the park lift. But to be to be honest, like do not get on the park lift if you cannot stop or turn. That's even for all of our programs. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, just wait, just keep practicing, yeah. just do it ten more times. It's okay. There's no rush. Yeah, and go go wide because gravity isn't going to change. It so <laughs> go wide, and if you start picking up momentum and you think, oh man, you start getting panic, just lean over and fall to your side. Yeah. Because if that's that's the one of the next things that we teach these kiddos, if as soon as that happens, just lean over, um, because that's going to be much safer and better for you than just going straight. And because there are obstacles that don't that don't move out of your way. Trees are on the mountain, and they hurt. Um, and Falling there's rocks. Snow is pretty fun too. Gotta yeah. say. And yeah, if you fall over on your side, you'll slide around, but you're not. You're not getting road rash. You're not getting those things right. that you would on concrete and things like that. But kind of get to your own comfort level, sure. but be in control. I mean, yep. that's the biggest thing is you got you to gotta know the code. And there's um, the skier's code, which I don't actually don't have the signs posted up yet. That's why today's soft opening. <laughs> um, but, you know, skiing responsibly, staying in control, skiing within your own limits, being comfortable, knowing how to stop you as a rider are responsible for the people in front of you and they're because they can't see you so if someone's going slow and turning and kind of unpredictable you got to be okay with that unpredictable uh, ability and right. going around them sure. um and going around them safely 
Um, because that's the, the last thing we want is for anyone to get hurt up here. Right. And so just, and well, we want everybody to have fun. Yeah. And, you know. Number one goal? Or do jumps. Yeah. Do things. <laughs> have fun. Do the rails. Do the jumps. But be safe. Yeah. I'd and, also add that, like, as much as, like, sure, you can do some of those things by yourself. You can get on the carpet by yourself. And once you're ready, you can get in the park lift by yourself. But, like, as someone that moved to Wyoming a year ago, like, take a lesson like i couldn't believe it like two my i took a lesson last last winter and like it was like two hours and like just amazing like you feel more comfortable you have someone that can like just pinpoint what you're doing and give you advice to try something new like the instructors are amazing they're great we got group lessons private lessons whatever you want and it's it really does um improve your skills more than you would imagine right yeah and when like all of our all of our team members up here are here to help with right. that mindset because again our focus and our mission being on those youth and beginners um so if you're on the mountain and you're feeling uncomfortable and you see one of our team members in a green jacket those are our snow sports instructors they're wearing the green jackets and you're feeling uncomfortable wave them down and they'll they'll gladly give you a couple of pointers and help you out same thing with our orange jackets red jackets our ski patrol they are here to help and you're not you know some areas they're just kind of the the fun police and try and shut everything down but no they are glad to help and we've had them even like when we kind of people come off the summit lift and they go oh this is above and so what they you know they kind of joke and you give them the the complimentary toboggan ride to come down they where they're not injured but they're like i can't safely come down so they'll give you a ride down on the toboggan but they also will at that point you know someone will give out where you should pizza instead of french fry that's the kind of the terminology um a complimentary lesson yep and just a a brief run through try it out because take take the pride out yep Take a lesson. Yeah. Because leave your ego. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we don't want to get hurt, like you said. What did he say? Uh, helicopter. Yeah. No pride. Helicopter ride. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. no pride in a helicopter ride. So you guys make that like a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really like that. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Um, a little mountain with a helicopter on top. I can yeah. see yeah. shirt. Yeah. 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 Uh, so last two things for John. Um, the the second one you can you can uh, we cannot talk about it because uh, it was somebody gave this to me, but uh. Um, could you sing for us? Oh. You are a, mu- a musician. Um. Um, what do you want? Where's the guitar. That's always the hardest. Sing something, and I can. Yeah. It's like, well, do you know this? Well, no. Do you know this? No. What do you want to sing? I have no idea. What What do you catch yourself? Uh, maybe in your head, you know. Oh man, when it's. You're busy or... Zach, do you have anything? Maybe a request. I don't know. What I don't. What kind of, what kind of music do you like? Oh, I, I go from musicals to country i prim- primarily when i go out and play professionally i'm doing you know kind of bar standards and country yeah, tunes yeah. to rock and roll my own stuff um yeah a I, rift of your own stuff a rift of my Three, own two, one, stuff go. oh my gosh <laughs> i putting you on the spot i don't know i've got musicals stuck in my head i don't know why i've got like the sound of music going on right now <laughs> what <laughs> With the sound of music, yeah, that's our life. Yeah, I just kind of, I'll just whistle those little things when I'm driving around, and it's, it's, I don't know. That's perfect. I can't. I think that was Karen Moxie actually told me to get you. Of course she did. Yeah. 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 Uh, Then last thing, someone told me, if you are having adult beverages 
and you get over to a point, <laughs> there is a, a particular character that comes. Oh, out. So there's you want to talk there's about a that. name. <laughs> um, yeah, it's because it's not very PC. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, everybody's got that that point, and you know your nicknames, and I, I know who who told you this. Yes. My, my, Karen, yeah, Karen. Karen, or one of the the Ladukes. Yes. And so we kind of have these these nicknames. Um, mine is Johnny Ten Beers. Um, yeah, it was given to me by Fred Cerna, and um, so good. Yeah, when everyone I kind of first those. moved. Yeah, everyone has them. Because it's you know when I was playing professionally all the time, and I play with some of these musicians, and it's like, yeah. oh yeah. I keep things pretty legit till about <laughs> 10 beers. Then it's like, okay, we don't, he's going to stand on the bar. <laughs> if he becomes Johnny 10 beers, he's yep. dancing on the bar with his boots on. So yeah, that was kind of the thing. You know, we've got Callie, hers is what Wyatt Derp. Um, we get a little derpy sometimes and my wife is a little salty. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to say that or not. It's fine. You know, <laughs> Nikki, how about you? Do you have a name? Do you, know uh, you're the driver hopefully not yet <laughs> yeah, yeah right. we're yeah we gotta she's gotta earn her stripes yeah there we go working on it yeah perfect um well just to finish out guys uh what's kind of a message to any of the listeners um you know this is the soft opening um maybe mention when the grand opening is where people can buy lists. yeah so um oh man next friday december 18th uh, is our opening day, and we're going to be open every single day till January 4th, okay. um, except Christmas. And uh, so come up during winter break. I mean, I feel like a lot of people might not be traveling as much as usual and just looking for something to do, like come up. We got lesson signups online for every, almost every single one of those days. You can take a snowboard lesson or a ski lesson. We got a couple camps, um, like camps for first chair for never evers, as well as we have like a little bear ski club camp, which I promise is not just for little kids. Um, don't, don't sign up your five-year-old, please seven and up. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people think it's for toddlers. I'm like, no, um, we're not but, there yet for yeah, the, the youngers. Yeah. Just come up. I mean, the December 18th, that's the day. And then um, the rest of the season, we're going to be open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, which is big this year. So if you are closed Monday, if you can take off work on a Monday, like, man, it's going to be great. Imagine yeah. about mm -hmm. a big snow on Sunday night, and it's not going to be super crowded on a Monday because most people have to work. Right. Take advantage of it. Yeah, and just a reminder, Zach and I drove up this morning. It's only a good, you know, depending on how fast you're driving. Yeah, like 40, an hour. 45 to an yeah. hour. Yeah, I mean, bad, you know, I'm, I drove the 14-passenger the bus with it fully loaded today on icy roads, and it took us an hour 32. Yep. yep. Perfect. So it's not very far from Sheridan, so come check it out. Yeah. Um, Zach, do you have anything to end out there? Uh, just a reminder, you guys offer rentals. and Yep, we got there. rentals. We also have fat bike rentals this year, which is super mm -hmm. awesome. But, um, yeah, I'll, we have a lot more information on our website than we did before. Um, so check it out. You can sign up for programs and lessons. You can check out rental prices. You can check out ticket prices. You can buy season passes, punch cards, literally lots and lots of things, as well as our contact information. Awesome. And that is uh, antelopebuttefoundation.org. Cool. Awesome. awesome. Well, thanks, John. Thanks, yeah. Nikki. Thanks and we're, so much. We'll get on that carpet ride. Awesome. Thanks cool. for Sounds having good. us. <laughs> Cheers. Bye. Thanks.